0: thank you for another day, Lord, to come into your presence, Lord, and to acknowledge that you are our King. You are our God, and we say to you this day, Lord, fill us up. Fill us, Father God, until we overflow, God, that what we see in us, Lord, is you. Fill us up, Lord, that what comes out of us, Lord, in our actions and our thoughts is, are, is the things about you and just you. Fill us up, God, that we become more Christ-like, that we will emulate the characteristics of Christ. Fill us up this morning, God. We want to run over, God. We want our responses to be what you would have done. We want everything about us, Father, God, to align with you, God. So fill us up this morning, Father. We want to run over until our dry bones and the areas in our life that are dead and, and buried, the areas in our life that are full of sin, the areas in our life, Father God, that does not align with your will, will respond. So fill us up this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Today we want to welcome all of you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We also want to remember that today is, is celebrated around the world as Remembrance Day. I didn't even know that until this morning. That today is celebrated as Remembrance Day. It's a day where we get to stop and to celebrate the lives of those who fought for us on our behalf so that we could have had freedom. It is also Veterans day, which will be celebrated tomorrow. And what we get a chance to do is to remember those who fought those who despite of what it seemed like decided that i am gonna give my life so that men and women will be free and today we just want to remember them and we want to to remember what it meant what the day means and they mean that today you and i are free to do things that we could not have done years ago we are free today because someone choose someone some person decided that I will give my life. I will give my life. I will give my life, so that the things that could not have been done then can be done now. And so we want to stop and remember them. We want to stop and remember them. And we want to ask, Sister Anne Marie, Sister Anne, to just to be praying this morning for the, the veterans who are alive around us. Pray for them that the Lord will be with them. For those who know him that they will be strengthened. And even for those who are, who are injured during the time of, of, of fighting. That the Lord will be with them. That he will be their comforter and their strength. And even as we, she's coming to pray, I also ask that you prepare your offering and thanksgiving. Or your tithe and offering to be offered up to the Lord.
1: So, Lord, we just want to come to you, Lord, and thank you for your goodness towards us, Lord, for the fact that we are able to worship you in freedom, Lord God, that we are able to come into this place and worship you and nobody is prosecuting us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for that opportunity. Lord, we want to look to the veterans today, Father God, and we want to ask you to have mercy upon their families have mercy upon them, Lord, for the scars that are not seen and for the scars that are seen, that you would bring forth healing, that you would bring forth miracle to them even now. Lord God, that some and those who are not um, exposed to your word, who are not exposed to you, that they would come to know you as Lord and as Savior, Father God. Lord, Cause that are daily going about, Father God, we may interact with someone, Father God, who does not know You as Lord and as Savior. That we may, Father God, share the good news. We pray, Almighty oh God, for all the veterans that are in this community, Father God, that they may come to know You as Lord and as Savior. That their families will come to know You, come to know You, Lord, truly know You, and worship You in spirit and in truth. May they be set aside, Lord. We give thanks to, 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 to you, Father, Father God, for even, Lord, guiding those world wars and, and, and the different things that they fought for, Father God. Because the truth is, had we been in that time, we never know what would have happened, whether or not we would be a part of it or we would have been bombed up and we, are we have, would have been dead now. But thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Lord, thank you for the freedom of their ability to worship. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for their families. Thank you, Lord God, for bringing healing and salvation to them, even though in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we just want to bring our tithes and offering. Make the check paper to New Horizon, New Life Horizon. Church, thank you. Lord, we just want to thank you for the tithes and offering, Lord God, that was brought into your stores, Lord God. Father God, you said test you, and so we are testing you, Lord God. Lord, I pray, almighty God, that you would remove the conquer worm and the palmer worm from our lives. Lord, that you would put an edge of protection over our finances. I pray, almighty God, that the offering, Lord God, and tithes will be used for the furtherance of your kingdom. I pray Almighty oh God that even as you direct us how to spend it we will steward we will be good stewards of your finances Father God Lord because everything belongs to you we have nothing nothing belongs to us Lord not even the clothes that we wear the air that we breathe nothing belongs to to us Lord it all belongs to you so we offer it back to you Lord God Lord, this, this tithe and offering, it is, it is not even, um, even the amount that you gave to us. But Lord, we are thankful that we are able to give back to you. It is a blessing to be able to give anything to you, Lord. And we thank you. We pray, oh God, that this will be used according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: joshua let's back up and remember the story so far so god chose abraham and then his family became the people of israel who are then enslaved down in egypt and so through moses god rescued israel out of egypt he made a covenant with them at mount sinai and he brought them through the wilderness so israel then camped outside the promised land and moses called them to obey god's commands so that they could show all the other nations what god is like The book of Joshua picks up right after Moses has died, and Israel's ready to enter the land. So the story of Joshua is designed with four main movements. Joshua first leads Israel into the promised land, and then once they're there, they meet all this hostility from the Canaanites, and so they engage them in battle. Then after their victories, Joshua divides up the promised land as the inheritance for the twelve tribes, and then the book concludes with these final speeches that Joshua gives to the people. So let's dive in and we'll see how all of it flows together. The first section begins with Moses' death, and Joshua is appointed as Israel's new leader. And the author intentionally presents Joshua as a new Moses. So like Moses, Joshua calls the people to obey the Torah, which means the covenant commands that they were given at Mount Sinai. And then Joshua sends spies into the land, just as Moses did back in Numbers chapters 13 and 14. Except it goes way better this time. In fact, even some Canaanites turn and follow the God of Israel. Joshua then leads all Israel across the Jordan River and into the land. Just like the sea parted from Moses in the Exodus, so here the river Jordan parts and the priests carry the Ark of the Covenant across, leading all Israel with them. Now, in chapter 5, the story transitions, so the people look back to their roots as God's covenant people, and so the new generation is circumcised, and they celebrate their first Passover in the land. But then they turn and prepare to go forward, and Joshua has this crazy encounter with a mysterious warrior, who, it turns out, is the angelic commander of God's army. And Joshua asks, are you for us, or are you for our enemies? And the warrior responds, neither which shows that the real question here is whether Joshua is on God's side. It makes clear that this whole story is not about Israel versus the Canaanites. Rather, this is God's battle and Israel is going to play the role of spectators or sometimes supporters in God's plan, which leads to the next section. We find stories about all the The Lord bless one
0: son, you again an opportunity to come together, Lord, and to be with you and to, to learn more about you and to be with each other. That's the greatest thing, Lord, to be with each other and to be with you. And so, Father, we bless this time together. We bless this time that we share together, Lord. We, we take it as a privilege, God. We thank you for this privilege this morning of just bringing us together. Lord, we are mindful that there are some this morning who have no desire for you. We are mindful that this morning that there are some who wish that they could go out, Lord, but cannot go because of sicknesses in their bodies or whatever situation that would hinder them from being a part of the body of Christ this morning. We are mindful, Father God, that there are some who would do anything to be with you. And you have given us an opportunity and you have given us this chance this morning to come. And so we come this morning and we are thankful. The song this morning said, Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. Thank you, Father God, for all that you have done. And as I, Anne I, 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 I prayed this morning about, about the veterans, Lord, we remember this morning that today, God, we stand free. Not only because of the, the, the war that they fought, but because of what you did, Jesus. And the best freedom of all, God, is to be free from sin, free from the condemnation that would have kept us bound, free from the weight of the sin that we would have committed because you chose to die in our place. You took the penalty. And this morning, we come together to give you thanks. We come together, Lord, to acknowledge you. We come to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. Thank you, Lord, for making it possible. Thank you, Lord, for removing the weight of sin from us, God. And we thank you for the freedom that we have in you today. No longer are we chained. No longer are we shackled to our past. No longer are we bound to the things that we have done. But we are free because you said to us this morning that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we give you thanks, Lord. So we thank you that everything that is dry and barren in us this morning has an opportunity to come alive because you are here with us. So we welcome you this morning, God. We thank you. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, we want to look at Joshua 4. Last week, we looked at Joshua 3, where we recognized that Joshua, well we know from Joshua 1, that Moses was now dead. And Joshua had taken over as a new leader, to lead the new generation, those who, who, were, who survived the death of, of, of coming from Egypt, And Joshua was now to take them over into the promised land. And as he took them into the promised land, and we recognized that they had to camp out at shoot they had to camp out and wait, because the river Jordan had overflowed its banks. The river Jordan was at flood stage, it was the season that everything was just flowing. And you wondered, why would God have taken them over at that time? But God knew that what seems like an obstacle can be a pathway. God knew that that which we would have seen As a hindrance to progress. It's something that he could use, once given to him to use to guide and to become the way through which we would go. God being the way maker made a way for Israel. And so is the nation of Israel. And so what God did, God parted the Jordan River. He parted the Jordan River and allowed the nation of Israel to go through on dry ground. And this morning, I want to encourage us. That God has the ability to to pass your personal Jordan River. He has the ability to make your pathway straight through what seems like an obstacle. He has the ability to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. One thing have given the problem. And our pathway, as we looked at last week, can be anything. It can be the fact that we are unemployed. It can be the fact that we, are not, we, we have financial issues. It can mean that we, are, we have relational issues. It can be anything. And so this morning we just want to move on to Joshua 4 and to see the, what Joshua 4 is now saying to us. Because having looked at Joshua 3, we are seeing that they have now crossed over and we want to hear the instructions that God has, been, has given them. Joshua 4 looks at the fact that now Israel has crossed over. Joshua 4 said when the nation had finished crossing the Jordan the Lord said to Joshua choose 12 men from among the people one from each tribe and tell them to take of 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan right from right where the priests are standing and carry them over with you and put them down at a place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites as the Lord had told Joshua and they carried them over with them to their camp where they put them down Joshua set up the twelve stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the ark of the covenant had stood and there, and they are there to this day so we see the Israelites crossing over and you would have thought that if If God had promised them the the promised land that when they crossed over he would have taken them instantly into that place where they would now have what he had promised. But that was not God's plan. God had them waiting. Can you remember or have you ever experienced a moment where you sense God was giving you something and at the point where you think I'm going to receive it now, there is a delay. There is something else for you to do. There is something else God was doing. There is something else. And you're wondering, but I thought that today or this month was going to be the month that I got it Or This year was going to be the year. Yet, nothing is happening. And you say, but God, is it something that I did wrong? Is it something that, that I didn't do? But God knew that for the people to fulfill the promises in their lives, there's something that they, they have to do. There was one more step before they could breathe that sigh of relief. Yes, I now have it. There's one more step before they could jump for joy. God needed to preserve an everlasting memory of the Jordan River event. We just read in Joshua 4, 1-9, that, that, that now after crossing, the people were now at the place where God is saying to them, I want you to make a memorial. I want you to remember what I have done. So why are they to build memorials before they conquer the land? Because in my estimation, you build a memorial after this, this journey is finished and everything is finished and you're camping out. They were not successfully completed their mission, their journey. They were still at that place where they have not fought for the land. They have not had the, the land in entirety. All they have done is cross over. And God is saying to them, build a memorial. God wanted the Israelites to remember each stage of their journey. Because having started out, he wanted them to he said to, to Moses, build a memorial when they crossed the Red Sea we're going to do a Passover, and now he's saying to Jordan, build a memorial having crossed the Jordan to remember what I have done God wanted them to remember every stage because human beings, after completing, we may forget some of the phases that we have been through And so we recognize that my first point this morning, that the hope of the future and the present is dependent upon each memory of our past. The hope of our future, the hope of our present day, today, is dependent and hindering on our memory, of our memories of the past. Memorials are lasting signs that cause a person to remember the past and to allow them to focus on the present and the future. Memorials have always played an important part in, in Israel's history, and we see in this morning as we pray for the veteran that memorials do place an important part in our generation, in, in this era, in this culture, and wherever you go, every country. Celebrate their independence every culture every country celebrate that 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 day that something happened for them that changed the history of their country So memorials play an important part in every culture as it did in Israel's history They preserve the memory of an act or an event that God did for them For example in Genesis 9 12 to 13 God promised to Noah and to all creation through, the, through a rainbow, that He would never destroy the earth again with flood, and that was God's way of reminding, creating that memorial. So every time we see that rainbow, once you know that story, you remember that despite the tsunami that coming and the flooding, God promised He will never destroy the earth again with flood. The Israelites like you and I, have the tendency to stop remembering. And they stop remembering by stop rehearsing, stop bringing to their minds the things that God did. They start forgetting about God's salvation. They start forgetting about the blessings. They start forgetting about God's deliverance, especially as time elapses, especially as they start to experience difficulties and hardships, and especially as their needs and their wants change. And the thing that they thought they wanted, then God has now given it to them. And it is no longer the same. The impact is no longer the same. When we begin to think everything is achieved by us, we stop remembering. Mm-hmm. We start to think of how hard we work for what we have. And the many hours we slaved on the job, and how we did this, and how we did that, or some of us maybe even stupid to think it because we went to school. But once you stop remembering, once you stop rehearsing the goodness of God, you start forgetting, and then you then start thinking it's all about you. When we stop remembering, we experience hopelessness. And depression we become discouraged. We, we, we start feeling um, dissatisfied, and we experience doubt and fear and, and sorrow and disappointments come in. Actually, for some persons, we become rebellious once we stop remembering. Imagine with me, John for argument's sake, prayed and he asked the Lord. Lord, I want a car. Or Lord, I want a job. And after getting, praying and praying for weeks, months, maybe even years. But after getting the car or the, the house, John forgets. Something else comes up and John says, But God, I, I need something else. I now need furniture. That, and it's no longer about the house. Alright, I need this because it's no longer about the car. And John forgets. The blessings and the mercy and the faithfulness of God. Because something else now takes precedence in his mind. John begins to complain. Because John stopped remembering what God did. And you and I can be caught up in that so easily. Because many times we overlook the things that we have. And pay so much attention to what we do not have. To ensure that they didn't stop remembering God commanded Joshua to have the nation of Israel erect a memorial or a a monument that would preserve the memories. This memorial was built from stone. He said to them, go into the center. Go into the Jordan River where the priests were standing. Go and collect twelve stones, one representing each tribe of Israel. Erect the stones together so that your children in the future, when they ask, what are those stones for, you will be able to tell them about the goodness and the mighty deeds of God. So we recognize that the monuments that that God asked Israelites to, to erect were not only for them. It was for the children who would come later, who may have been so small or not even been born, that they would recognize what God did. Also, God asked in, in preserving the memory. it was also for them, that whenever the time became hard and their personal experiences in life changed, they would remember the mighty deeds of God. They would remember the promise-keeping God. They will remember the faithful and the all-powerful God who did it for them in, with the Jordan River that he's able to do it again. When they preserved the memorial, it was not only for them not, or for their children, but it's for the people of the earth, you and I were able now to read these stories and to see what God has done. God was able to do it for the Israelites or for the nation of Israel, and he can do it for us. And so what it does, it removes the doubt that God is able. It it allows us to understand and to know that God is able to do it and that we can acknowledge him, that he is mighty. We can acknowledge that he is extraordinarily powerful, that he is feared. Because when we read further on the nations heard about what God did and they feared, they quaked because they heard about the river being parted they heard about the Red Sea being parted and once persons heard or hear what God has done it caused them to either fear him to worship him, to obey him and to revere him as, as God forever I remember in 2003 I needed a home for my kids and myself to live in and I remember praying and praying and praying and praying and, Months later, actually end of the year, God allowed me to, to purchase a home. And I remember lying in the house and looking up in the ceiling and saying, God, thank you. Because the house for me represented deliverance. It, it represented my coming out of bondage and going into what God has for me. And I remember every time I, I go back to Jamaica and I see the house, I may go down in the mindset of selling the house. And when I go there and I see the house again, I am reminded of God's faithfulness. I am reminded of how God brought me through, what he brought me through, where he, what he gave me, how he delivered me. And I remember ever so, even this week I'm speaking to my children and I'm reminding them, remember when God did this for us. And so I saw the the importance of having a memorial that you constantly remind yourself of God's faithfulness. That you remind your children or your family members or your friends of God's faithfulness. that That you have in place that those around you will see and recognize that the God that you serve Is a God who is feared. The God that you worship is a God who is faithful. The God that you know is a God who is mighty and powerful. And there is nothing he can't do. So what may seem like an obstacle is actually a pathway. What may seem as if it is a a closed door, a, a, a solid wall, a black wall. God is saying to you today, I can make a pathway through anything once you trust me to guide you. And for this morning, I just want to encourage us the need to make a memorial. We learn from the passage that memorials must be intentionally made or intentionally erect or built. We saw God saying to Joshua, build a memorial. And we will go back to verse 20 to 24. We will see that he told him to erect another memorial in Gilgal. So God was saying, everywhere you turn, I am leaving signs. I am leaving a structure for you to remember. So memorials must, have, it must be an intentional effort. They don't just happen, they are built for posterity. They are erected out of gratitude and for remembrance because we never stop remembering. Whenever we stop remembering is when we are ungrateful. Whenever you keep remembering, trust me, remembrance is always based from gratitude. Monuments or memorials are erected to influence our present and future life. So the the encouragement that I have today is based on what God did for me yesterday and the days behind the encouragement that you have today, the only hope you will have today, is when you stop and look back at what God did for you then. And the gratitude that you have when he delivered you. That what could have been death, what could have been life altering in a negative way, God turn it around for your good. And I'm reminded that I said that when when um, Job said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Though I can never see anything good happening now, because I know that he's trustworthy, because I know that he's faithful, because I know that he's powerful and he's a loving and merciful God, I can trust him. In times of trials, we must remember God's mercy. It's love that is experienced or prayers that are answered. It's provision that we see because everything you have at hand prayed this morning is given to you by God. It's not about you working. The very strength that you have to go and work is given to you by Him. It's blessing that you receive in abundance every day. It's like if you just stop, I remember sharing with, 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 with Kirk and he said to me, the sun is out every day. And I cannot forget that, that analogy that he made. The sun is out every day. The sun is out today. Why are we not seeing it, it is Because the cloud is just covering the sun. So we are recognizing that he's saying to us, consider everything pure joy when we face trials of many times. Because we know that the testing of our faith produces perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that we may maybe mature and complete. Not lacking anything. So we recognize that we cannot go through this journey without persevering. We cannot go through this journey without completing the maturity that God has in store for us. And that comes by our faith being tested. What God is saying to us this morning. When I show my faithfulness and my kindness... And I deliver you. Are you grateful? Can you identify in your life the things that I have done in the past. That you were once excited about that once gave you hope. Are you still hopeful? Are you still excited about the thing that God did then? If we fail to erect monuments or memorials that highlight God's goodness and continue to rehearse the memories of our past, pain and hurts, and disappointments and discouragement, we are indeed erecting a memorial, but it is one that erases the memory of a faithful and trusting God. It is one that erases the memory of everything that God has done, and causes us to live a life of hopelessness and depression. Which memorials have you been erecting? Are you erecting one that is built out of gratitude or one that continues to be rehearsed out of pain and hurts and disappointments? The memorials that we build not only influence our lives, but they influence the lives of those around us, as we saw earlier, where the children, he said, the children will ask in the future, why are these stones? Because think about the Jordan River having 12 stones piling up in the center of it. Think about when, when, the, when, it's, when it's drought and the children who see these 12 m- massive stones in the middle, they would have asked, why are these stones here? They would have done the same thing at Gilgal. Why are these stones here? The other nations who had to cross the Jordan or who had to walk by the Jordan when it's at drought state would have seen the stones and wondered, why are those stones there in the center? God was leaving memorials, not only for the nation of Israel, but for all to see. And so when you and I have been memorials, our memorials are not only for us, but it's for those around us. It's for our children, it's for our nephews, it's for our nieces, it's for our co-workers, it's for our neighbors to see the good things that God has been doing for us. As I said before, We do not build memorials for us alone, but we give up others an opportunity to to have a first and experience of God's faithfulness. What memorials are those around you, see? Some of the ways that we can erect memorials are we can meditate. Meditate daily. Meditate on God's goodness. So every morning you wake up and you remind Him of how good He was or has been. You remind Him of the thing that He has done. You remind Him that, Lord, this morning I am breathing. And when I breathe this morning, I'm not feeling any pain in my lungs. Thank you for your faithfulness. This morning I'm standing here, Lord, and I'm not, I'm not having any pain in my stomach. Thank you for your faithfulness, thank you this morning that Kirk you were not well this morning. You you were sick this morning, I wouldn't even know how it was going to happen. Thank God that this morning when we thought that it was, we we wondered, we wondered because when I saw you, I've never seen you sick. And I wondered this morning was it going to be possible, but God this morning I can thank him, I can meditate on his thankfulness. I can show God gratitude for all that he has done. I can thank him for how he has preserved my life, how he has preserved your life. I can thank him for taking us to Texas and where some person may be having snow right now, we're still not that cold, I could still be wearing a dress. We can thank him for those basic things. We can thank him that when you leave here today, you will not be hungry because we are going to have Omniparri. parties. We can thank him that the possibility that you know you don't have the last dollar in your pocket, and those are the things that we show gratitude for. It doesn't have to be the big things that we don't have. i are waiting on those big things to give him thanks. Give him thanks for the small mercies. We can we can we can create memorial by journalizing every day your blessing and journalizing your journey. We can share our stories with others so that we can trust the God that we know. Create memorials. We can create me- 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 mementos. little artifacts, this is art, this is objects that causes us to trigger the memory that when we see it, it reminds us of something. As I said before, my house in Jamaica reminds me of God's faithfulness. Every time I see it, every time, I go down every single time planning to sell it. And as I get there, I am so reminded. As I enter there, I am remembering God's faithfulness. i like a part of me want to save it for posterity. We create traditions. The Lord's Supper is a tradition for us that we use to remember Jesus' death and resurrection. And that we are free today. And so we can create traditions in our homes and in our lives and in our families that highlight God's faithfulness. What are the memorials that you are creating today? Are there memorials that are motivated by gratitude? Are there memorials that are motivated by what God has done? Are there memorials that you meditate on and you thank you for? Not because it is owed to you. Not because you are deserving of it, but because God chose to give it to you. Are you creating memorials? Like this for me, last, not last week, the week before. This, I felt like it was another day. I felt like we were going up further on the journey. Last week when we came and we could not get in, and we were outside in the cold, and we decided that we are going to use the, 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 the phone light to be the light. I felt like we were going through, like we overcame another part of the journey. It's like every step you make, there's something to overcome. I remember when we started out and we didn't know what we were doing. I felt we were going through the, the, the Red Sea. It's like every part of the journey, God is saying here, for every time I call you to step out into the unknown. Every time I call you to do something that you have never done and it seemed impossible, I am bringing you through. I am creating a pathway through something that would have seemed an obstacle. What other ways can you create memories or memorials in your life to give God thanks? What other ways can you create memorials so that others will see and know the God that you claim to know and to serve? What other memorials can you do to give God thanks daily so that you will not live in a place of hopelessness and depression, but live in a place of hope? As I said earlier, hope, hope, the, the hope of the future and the present is dependent on every memory of the past. And it is the memory that you choose to highlight. It is the memory that you choose to elevate that will give you hope or give you hopelessness. And so the choice is ours today to choose what memorials are we creating. Let us stop today and meditate on God's mighty deeds. Once you stop remembering once you stop rehearsing, it becomes a faint memory. And the more faint it becomes as the years go by, you forget that God did that then. Can you remember something you prayed about earnestly each week, each month, each year, and God gave it to you, but now it is not the same thing in your eyes because it is now small. It is now the norm. I remembered when I thought I needed a car. And I prayed. I prayed. And God heard. And I'm thinking now, do I feel the same way about the car, the same way I felt when I just got it? And if I'm to be honest, I would say no. And so I'm called now to stop and to check and to think about it. Why am I not as grateful now as I was then? And so I have to think. And so even as we pre- pre- present memorials, because for, for me that now I need to set up in my mind. I need to set that up as a memorial of something that God did. That God gave me a car. That God supernaturally gave me a car. That God gave me a beat when I needed it. And he had that planning for me long before I prayed. And so we have to stop. What is it that you now have in your possession that you prayed so earnestly about and you got it, but it is no long, it, has, it does not have the same impact because you have now taken it for granted? It has now become a part of your daily life and you are moving on to the next, the next, the next. What is it that you are disappointed about this morning that God did not give you? And he's saying to you, have you stopped to thank me for the things I gave you before? Let us stop and meditate on God's mighty deeds. Let us remember each stage of our journey. I remember having a conversation yesterday. And the person said to me, I look at my body and I realize that this is the best body I'm going to have because next day the body won't be the same. And I thought about it and I said, you know what, that's also the memorial. That is saying, God, thank you for what I have. Because my organs are getting older tomorrow. My body is going to be sagging more tomorrow. I'm going to be having lines and wrinkles more tomorrow than I have now. Am I stopping to give God thanks for what I have today? Or am I showing him all that he could have given me that I don't have? Let us thank God along the journey. Let us thank him for all that he has done. Let us talk to each other about his faithfulness. Let us write down his provisions and his deliverance. Let us ensure that we never stop remembering. When we build memorials, we do not stop remembering. When we build memorials, we continue to rehearse the things that God has done. When we build memorials, those around us will be impacted, will be influenced, will come to know the God that we claim to know. When we build memorials, It creates the best freedom we could ever have. Because the the memorials of God comes to show you that I have freed you when you never even thought that you needed to be freed. And so today as we remember the veterans and remember Remembrance Day, where we stop to remember. We stop to remember the mighty deeds. Of a great God. We stop to remember everything that God has done. We stop to remember that what we do today impacts our future and it impacts our present. Remember the past, the things that you spend the time to dwell on will dictate today if you are a joyful person or you're a discouraged person. The things from last year or the year before determine how your today look or looks. So if you choose to focus on the negatives, I can guarantee you that today will be a sad day. If you choose to to concentrate, on the negative things, I can guarantee you that today is going to be a depressive day. If you choose to continue to to meditate on the things of the past that went wrong, I can guarantee you that not only will today be a bad day, but tomorrow will be a bad day. But if you choose to think about the goodness, if you choose to think about God's faithfulness, if you choose to think about the provision that God made, When he said to you, I will make a way for you. I can guarantee you that today will be a day of rejoicing. I can guarantee you that tomorrow will be a day of rejoicing. Though slay me, Job says. Yes, will I trust him? Abakak said, "When, when the fig tree does not bud. When the grapes, there are no grapes on the vine. When the olive crop fails. When the field does not produce any food, yet will I praise him. Yet will I rejoice in the God with our maker. And so this morning I'm encouraging you and I'm encouraging myself because I know things can come and we go back and we fall back into last year or last month or last five years ago. And we bring the negative into the present or into the future. But today I'm encouraging all of us. Let us build memorials that bring joy. Let us build memorials that bring celebration. Let us build memorials that build a life of gratitude to the one who is able to do that which he has done before. And so the memorials that we build today will be lasting memorials. Will you choose to build one that will encourage you? Will you choose to build one that will encourage those around you? Will, it choose, will you choose to build one that those who know you will want to know the God that you know? And so I just want you to stop and reflect. What have you been remembering? What have you been remembering? What have you been placing emphasis on? And how is it affecting you today? Are you joyful because of those memories? Or are you sad? Are you hopeful? Or are you hopeless? So stop today. And think. And as you think about it. I want you. Us to. That song. Thank you Lord. And just reflect on the song. And we want us to individually. Be going before the Lord. And and confessing where we have not been building memorials that encourages hope and joy. But instead we have been building those that create hopelessness. I want us to stop this morning as the, the song plays and, and, and say, Lord, here I am. I know where I should be, but this is where I am. And if you're already there, you get an opportunity again to give him thanks. And to thank him for all that he has done. You get an opportunity again to say, Lord, thank you. You get an opportunity to come before him with gratitude. You get an opportunity to say, Lord, here I am. I thank you. So I want to say by, just be thinking this morning. Just stop and think. Stop and remember. Stop and remember today. We we'll give you an opportunity to stop and remember the good things that God did. Meditate on them right now. Think about them. Thank him for them. Bring them to your memory today. The time that he healed you when you were sick. The time that he delivered you when you did not know you were going to be delivered. The time that the accident would have killed you but you lived. The time that you were unemployed and you didn't know how you paid the bill, but he came through. The time that you could have been homeless, but he provided a home. The time when you were jobless, but he gave you a job. The time when you could have been hungry, but he fed you. The time that he provided provisions for you that went beyond your expectation of what he could have done. The time when things look seems hopeless, but He came in and He brought you hope. So we want to stop and meditate on those moments this morning, and any other moment that you may have had that you want to thank Him for this morning. I want us to be praying this morning individually. I want us to be thanking Him this morning. I want us to come before Him with a grateful heart this morning, because when we stop remembering, it's when we have stopped being grateful. When we stop remembering, we have stopped being grateful. And this morning, I do not want that to be our reality. We want to be a grateful bunch. We want to be grateful for all that he has done. And so, Lord, I thank you today for new life. I thank you for new life, Horizon God, that we did not know that on February when we started, we would have been here today. We thank you for every journey. We thank you, Father God, for every every day that felt like we could not make it, that you allowed us to overcome. You created a pathway, and we thank you. We thank you, Father God, for the faithfulness of those who continue to come week after week. We thank you. We thank you, Father God, that when we want to give up, when I want to give up, and you say go, and I go, I see you show up, and I say thank you. I thank you for your faithfulness, God, and the favor that you have given us from one place to the next and to the next place, and we are in the third location. And we thank you for every stop before. We thank you for, 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 for marketing's home. We thank you for Anne's home. And we thank you for this place that we are at now, God. We say thank you thank you. And we thank you for the future, for what is to come. But Lord, there can be no future if we have not stopped to, to, to remember the faithfulness of our God who brought us through. Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you Father God for how you never gave up on us when we gave up on you. We thank you that Lord when we, we were faithless. And unfaithful, you remain faithful. And so Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, for your provision each week, day after day. And Lord, we can come together. We can enjoy each other. Because you made it possible. And we thank you. We thank you, Father. For when when we could have lost our minds. That we can stand today and declare that we have the right mindset. We have the mind of Christ today. Not because of what we did but because what you did. Thank you. We thank you Father God that we do not carry the weight of our sins anymore. Because you forgave us. And we thank you. We say thank you Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the shelter that you provide. We thank you for the provision that you make. We thank you for the air that we breathe. We thank you for the things that we overlook each day because they become the norm to us. Forgive us for making anything the norm. We just stop to give you thanks. We say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. And forgive us, God. For when we have made you small in our eyes. Forgive us Father when we have made the things that you have done for us in the past. So minute that we fail to remember them. Forgive us Lord when we have chosen to make the negative things in our lives. The obstacles dictate who we are today and our future. But Lord we ask you today that as we give them to you. You will make a pathway. Out of them, but what the enemy meant for evil, you will turn it around for good, and so we thank you, faithful God, we thank you, our mighty and extraordinarily powerful God. We thank you today, and we give you thanks in jesus name. So may the Lord bless you. may the Lord who is able to keep you. From falling. Present you before his glorious presence. Without fault. And with great joy. May the Lord who is able to present you and me. You and I. Today without fault. Be glorious. We praise him. We magnify him. And so Lord we just thank you. As we go. In Jesus' name, Amen.
3: My. Nice. promise to
0: abide with me, Lord, that I will serve you for the rest of my life.